When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up traders? In today's episode, we're going to talk about evidence versus emotion in your trading and how emotions can jumpstart something that I call the cycle of death. following up on a conversation we had yesterday if you guys remember yesterday we were looking at the euro yen and we had a nice little conversation about there was a, a what looked like a breakout on the daily but looked like a <clears throat> could be a false breakout we didn't know until the day was over and we we're talking a little bit about the difference between um trading off of feel and trading off of evidence and, and basically trading off of feel means trading off of emotions feeling off of trading off of a a gut feeling some type of sixth sense i guess and trading off of evidence meaning trading off of some type of maybe not proof proof's probably too strong of the word but trading off of a technical reason trading off of something that is on the chart that allows you to make a certain projection and i ended up sharing that uh the chart uh, on social i just sent a chart i said hey Great first session in the live room today. We had a 30-minute discussion on the Euro Yen, talking about breakouts and false breakouts and trading off field versus evidence. And then I said, do you know the difference between the two? And I got a few comments, a few comments of, of people that shared their opinion. Um, we got an, another person that said, um, well, I don't, I don't really know the difference. And I said, well, feel is strictly emotional, evidence is technical. And it reminded me of this quote I shared the other day, right? And the quote said, I'll bring it up to you guys so you can see it. The quote said, emotions lead to bad trades. Bad trades lead to emotions. Would you guys agree with that? Emotions lead to bad trades. Bad trades lead to emotions. And I used to call this the, the circle of death. Um, this was something that I was stuck in for a very long time. Roberto says definitely because you 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 get emotional. And again, emotional could be, a, you know, it could be greed. It could be fear. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. One of many things. But typically you get emotional and you react off that emotion. And, and that's the main thing. Right. I used to think that traders could not be emotional. I'm not very emotional to begin with. Um, in general, I, I lack empathy. <laughs> so maybe that's one of the reasons I've become a good trader. Um, but I still feel emotions. The, the difference is we don't act off our emotions. Uh, uh, Richard says they lead to revenge trading. Yeah. And, and that's the cycle, right? You get emotional. And, and here's a perfect example, right? So I was explaining to a friend of mine. I got a friend of mine that um, we were friends since one of my best friends was in my wedding friends since college. Um, he moved out of town. But now he comes into town for, for work every two weeks. So I've dedicated every second Tuesday, mo most second Tuesdays, to 
hanging out with them, right? Very hard for me to do, but I, I purposely put work aside and say, hey, I'm going to spend three hours with this dude, um, he comes in, plays with the kids, all this fun stuff. And we were talking a little bit about investing. He, he had the most common question I get. What do, you, what do you think the most common question I get here in 2021 is? <laughs> I'll give you a clue. Everyone is, everyone is a little bit late to it, even though it may not be late to get involved. Yep, Bitcoin. <laughs> so everyone knows I'm the financial guy, right? He's like, hey, I got a question about this. Uh, is it too late to, to get involved in this Bitcoin thing? Um, so that's how the conversation started. And, and, and I, I told him my personal opinion on, on Bitcoin. I, I don't think it's too late to get involved. Um, we had a little bit of a talk about what I think the future of the cryptocurrency uh, or crypto market is in, in general. And um, also that I'm not too knowledgeable. I always preface it with that. Like, hey, I'm not knowledgeable at all about cryptocurrencies, but here's my overall outlook. And, and we, we went down the rabbit hole of just talking about general investing and, and explaining to him how investing is a lot simpler than what people make it seem. And I, and I think a lot of people make it seem very complicated because they want to do the investing for you. And, and if, you know, if they know more than you, then you'll give them money to do the stuff that they do. And that's how the business model works. But I was talking to him about kind of my beginning days of investing. And my mentor taught me a really... Um, I don't even know the name. It, it, it wasn't kind of your your typical go to school and read reports type of investing strategy. It was more off a I call it common sense investing. We would literally ride around in um, the the, the uh, ride around different cities and just look look and watch and pay attention to how many cars are in parking lots and how many how much traffic is going through the stores and all this fun stuff. It was it was weird, but it made perfect sense. And I was explaining to him how kind of my style of investing is you look for the elephant, right? The elephant would be whatever the big mover is in the market. And then, especially someone that's not trading with a lot of capital, you look for the flies that are circling around the elephant's tail, right? You look for when the elephant moves, those flies are going to move, right? The elephant is the big one. Let's say Apple, for example, is the elephant. The flies may be the company, the small company that makes the microchips for the iPhone or whatever like that. And, and that really, really made sense to him. I also explained to him kind of how how and when to buy because um, he was talking about I said give me examples of stuff you're hearing about and we, we went through the whole thing like by the time you hear it on the news it's probably too late you want to do the opposite right when people are selling that's when you if, if, if you value something that's when you want to be buying um, but a lot of people make emotional decisions right the market moves off of kind of this this greed and fear. So you make an emotional decision, you hear something on the news, you buy it, you buy it, you buy it because you're all excited, all your friends are talking about it, and then suddenly it goes the opposite way, right? So you've been taken from this emotional high, you, you've built up all the courage to actually buy something which is very difficult, right? You buy it, you're excited, it goes up a little bit, you're, you're dreaming about all the money you can make, and then it goes against you. And, and, and what happens when it goes against you? How do you feel? Are you still on that emotional high? No, right? You go from that emotional high to that emotional low. You feel defeated. And when you're defeated, you panic. You want to get out of it, right? So then you exit the trade or you get stopped out. And then, of course, the natural instinct is to, I think, uh, I forgot who mentioned this earlier. I think Richard did, get revenge. So I got to look for it. I got to make it back right away. You got to make it back right away. 
And that is emotional trading. You get stuck in this hole. When you, when you try to make it back the other way, the, right away, you end up doing something else stupid. You lose more money, and then you're stuck in this hole of, of trying to dig. You're trying to dig yourself out of this hole. You're 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 in quicksand. You're sinking. And I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard and I think it was off cartoons, right? When you struggle and fight in quicksand, you sink faster. Is that actually true? Anybody know? Any of you guys ever been in quicksand? <laughs> That's what cartoons have taught me growing up, right? When you struggle in quicksand, you sink faster. But that's the same thing with your account. It is true. Rich said, I, I, I have done that. Um, <laughs> come on, crew. Yeah, that, yeah, look, that's what I learned it from. I just have to assume it's right until someone tells me otherwise. Um, but that's the circle of death. And so I was telling this to the trader that commented, and I got another question from a trader. Um, and not, not a, it wasn't a dumb or a troll question, but he says, if you're profitable, right? Going back to like, you know, trading off feel and emotions versus trading off evidence. If you're profitable, does it matter? Right? If you're profitable trading, does it matter if you're going off feel or evidence? What do you guys think? You're making money, right? If I'm making money off of gut feel, does it matter? Is it bad? And that's a very interesting comment. I see some of you guys are struggling to find an answer for it. And Bobby, you nailed it. Bobby nailed it. Bobby said, but is it, consist is it consistent? Cody said, nope. That is the name of the game as long as it lasts. So consistency is the key. And in my experience, right, personal experience, working with traders, seeing other traders out there, right, you can make, you can be very profitable trading off of gut, off of feel, right? Especially in you know, in other markets, right? If, if you're if you're in the stock market, for example, right? If you're in the stock market, for example, there are times where an entire sector is just booming. You can close your eyes and buy whenever you want and you'll make money. I'm ignoring that comment, Rich, like my 2021 equity curve. I'm up, I'm up near the top of the channel now. <laughs> well, I got two trades active though, so I don't know if they, if they lose, I'll be right back down in the middle of the channel, but we'll see. But even in my experience, when I when I first started investing, um, I, I first started investing when things were booming, um, and I don't think I had any skill. I think I was just putting money into the stock market and everything was going up, so I made money, right? No matter when I purchased. Um, but is it sustainable? Is it long term? And I don't think you can be successful long term going off a of feel. It is like being in the casino, right? You can go to the casino, you can have a hot stretch, right? You could be on a heater on the blackjack table, but what will eventually always happen if you stay there long enough? Any casino game, if you stay there long enough, you're just a normal gambler, you're not a professional gambler. You can have hot streaks, but if you stay there longer, long enough, the you will get drunk and loose, yes, but the house always wins because the house has the edge and, and that edge is based off of evidence. It's based off of statistics your your gut feel isn't based off any of that stuff so it's only a matter of time before you give in to the edge so i do think you can be profitable going off of feel and emotions i've done that plenty but can you sustain it long term and that's what that's all that really matters at the end of the day right because if you're if you're just if you're passively investing and you're you're just something for long-term growth guess what you need to be consistently profitable for that long-term goal. 
if you're going to be more of an active trader and you want to do something where you can either create a supplemental income, reduce hours at your job, get funded, become a professional trader, what have you, right? That short-term profitability isn't going to allow you to do that. You need to be consistently profitable over time. And I think that's where traders get into so much trouble because they see profits, especially if they get if they get started on a hot streak, they see profits and they automatically associate because I'm profitable, I'm not doing anything wrong. And then eventually the house wins. And it goes the same thing for maybe traders that are consistently profitable. Maybe they have a plan, right? When I first started trading, I only traded, I started with just, well, when my turnaround first started, I should say, I started with just advanced pattern formations, right? They were booming back in, what, 2010. Crazy in 2010. Crazy profitable. And at the time, I said, hey, this is all I need to trade. I don't need to trade anything else. I'm just going to do this forever. And I learned that nothing reacts the same way forever. You have to change. You have to have a growth mindset. The markets are always changing. The markets are always evolving. We have to always be growing as well. If not, the house will win and, and, and the house is the market. So we can't, we can never have that mindset that says, hey, I'm doing good, so I don't need to improve. We can never settle. It's just like a race. The moment you settle in a race, someone else is going to pass you. We can't do that in trading. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you want more from the technical side of things, make sure you check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Akil Stokes, where each and every weekend I upload a new video. Also, I got a brand new YouTube channel called Akil Stokes Shorts. This is where I'm gonna start putting those kind of quick tip videos, those one minute or less videos that I've been sharing on social media, aimed at giving you kind of that daily quick boost of motivation, empowerment, and inspiration, whether it's with trading or other aspects of your life. So, Akil Stokes and Akil Stokes Shorts on YouTube. Check it out, and I'll see you guys with the next episode of the Trading Coach Podcast.